Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. And none of them know what you're talking uh, yeah. yeah, Nora was, she was heavy, well, she constantly has to clean her room because she constantly lets it get to whatever state it's in. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I did that, I did that the other day. I was, I was like, and, and she knew I was joking. If I had said this in a serious voice, then, you know, it would have been a bad, bad situation. Yeah. Um, like the guns of the Navarone, you know, to, to pull that reference. And, um, I was like, everything you were doing, I just want you to know, everything you were doing is wrong. I just want you to know. <laughs> And constantly, I was like, because she'll, she's getting to the point, I mean, she's seven, so she's a larger child now, but she constantly wants me to hold her at different times. Yeah. And I was like, okay, kiddo, I, I would love to. Daddy has something that's called a back. <laughs> and daddy's back does not always cooperate with holding a seven-year-old for long periods of time. Yeah. So sometimes if she gets really tired and I'm holding her, I'm like, may I put you down? And, and she's like, she said, well, no, I don't want you to. And I'm like, I'm going to put you down. You're short. You drool, was it you're short, you drool, and you're a terrible burden on your mother. And she's like, what is that? <laughs> and of course, my kids know me well enough that my son is just like, what movie is that from? Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, I told you what Dominic had the other day, right? He's like, Dad, you know what? There should be this thing oh, yeah. where people get together about movies because we're watching movies. Yeah. We're going through dress work. And he's like, and it's like, it's almost like a game where you talk, but the only thing you say is like lines from movies. Yeah. And I just said, well, Ashley Dominic... It's not a game. In fact, some of the people that I know, it's called friends, life. It's called life. Yeah. And that's just the way, oh, wow. You can just mm-hmm. talk using only lines from movies? Dominic, son, sit down for just a second. There's a thing <laughs> called podcasts, and uh, people sit around and talk movie to each other. It's not a game. It's how they choose to live. It's, it's, right. it's a lifestyle. The internet is a worldwide com- uh, communication. Yes. yes. More than <laughs> to complain about movies. Yes. yes. Here's one movie. Welcome to the 30-something movie podcast. We're just all sitting here talking and you're That's here listening. Right. And uh, So thank you for being here. Uh, this is the 30-something movie podcast. I am your host, John Reed. I have with me Pat. Hey. How you doing? Um, uh, you doing okay? That picture's really weird to me. Are, 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 are you bothered by They're the, looking you at the, you, Pat. All the, all the women from Heather's are staring at you in this picture yeah, up, on they, the, up on the screen there. Did they do the makeup before they did this? Or did they uh, forget makeup? No, I mean, it's... I mean, it's it's a, it's a little intense. It's a I little, think it's the lighting. I think it's a little bit of lighting. It's yeah. kind of whitewashed a little bit. The glow, the glow off the yeah. hair is a little mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. All right. A little, uh, All right. Little little exorcisty there. Yep. I'm yeah. just gonna. Uh huh. But you're doing all right. Other than that. Yeah. I'm okay. Fine. We're all fine here. No. How, <laughs> how are, are you? you? Uh, Bo, how are you doing? I am well. I'm glad you're I here. Well. We haven't had I'm you for a while, I'm here too. and now you're here two weeks in a row. So. I know it's crazy. Wow. Um. So this time around, we are talking Heather's. And um, 
We uh, got a couple of things really fast before we get going to talk about Heathers. Uh, I'm just going to jump right in here and say that we are going to spoil the movie. And we spoil all the movies we talk about. And we may talk about other random movies, so just fair warning, we spoil stuff we talk about. So mm -hmm. if you have not seen Heathers and you want to go watch it first, go watch it first. And then come on back. We'll still be here. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you are enjoying what you're hearing in the show, leave us a review on iTunes and let us know. Or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, feel free to leave us a rating and a review there. And also visit our website. We are at 30podcast.com. And that has all the different ways that you can get in touch with us. Whether it's through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, our voicemail line you can call into, uh, email, all those different things. Uh, you can reach us from there. So feel free to visit our website. And uh, so I think I'm just going to jump right on into the movie here. Do you guys can you think of anything other like new movie news mm -hmm. stuff that's, mm -hmm. that's come out? Oh, I did have one question I was going to ask you guys. Is there a movie from this summer? Because we're in September now, so I think we're, we're safe to say we're past the summer movie mm. season. Is there a movie this summer, and you only get one, that you wanted to go see but you didn't? Christopher Robin. Really? It was excellent. That's what I hear. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Very rare. I've said this. Several times, and I, I said this on the podcast we had with Teresa from the um, Disney Vault Talk yeah, podcast. I know. Um, was my wife is not somebody who is normally like, yes, we must go out and buy this DVD or Blu-ray right away. We hadn't even left the theater before she was like, when does that come out on Blu-ray? I was All like, right. uh, well, I, I will take a look and see. We need to buy it. I was like, okay, cool. That's I'm I'm down with that. That was a good movie. So, okay, so Christopher Robin is yours, the one that you wish you would have seen but didn't get a chance to see. It is still in the theaters. Mm. With, Interesting. With the way your job has been lately, I'm not sure you're ever going to get to go see it, but... No, I will be waiting for... It is still in the theaters. I will be waiting for cable or Netflix. Okay, all right. Well, when we buy our Blu-ray copy, I can loan it to you. So yeah. You, yeah. Pat, is there one that you didn't get to see this summer? I'll say that one because it would have been fun to bring the family to. Yeah. And, you know, mm. I, I think, yeah. So I'll say that. I, I think everything else that I wanted to see. I've yeah, seen. I got to okay. a lot this summer, just not that. I think it was late enough that mm -hmm. work was already starting pretty mm -hmm. in earnest, and I just couldn't make it happen. The one that I wanted to go see but haven't got to see yet, and it is still in theaters, but just with the way things are going to be going over the next couple of weeks or so, I don't really think it's going to happen, is uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Ah, shoot, yeah. I did, have you, did you get to go see it? I, 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 I figured you'd pick good that one. stuff. <laughs> you know what? I forgot. I was actually yeah. just Googling what movies came out this summer. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I've, I've, that thing has like 98% or yeah. 97% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. I have heard yeah. really good things. I. That's another one. My brother sees movies so fast that I, by the time I get around to seeing them, if it's something my wife doesn't want to see, mm -hmm. I'm either usually seeing it by myself or just waiting for cable. Right. So I'll probably see Mission Impossible the same. Mm-hmm. Definitely not as sad as I am that I missed Christopher Robin, but right, right. I doubt I'll get to that one either. Yeah, yeah. I we, we I totally had plans to go see Incredibles too. Didn't see it. Uh, uh, thought about going to see that Hereditary movie, although I have not been a like I don't see horror. I don't really watch horror movies as much anymore. But I just I've been hearing so much about it. I'm sure at some point I will. Quiet Place. Oh, Quiet I Place. I didn't that. see that one either. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that one. Um, and then, uh, oh, the one that we were almost going to go see, but it was between that and Christopher Robin, and wisely, we chose Christopher Robin. I really wanted to go see the Teen Titans Go movie with the kids, because ah. mm. they love that, well, I say they, our entire family loves that cartoon, 
um, just because it's one of those cartoons that's a good mixture of kid humor and adult sure. humor. And uh, especially if you ever want to just go find an episode to get the feeling for what that show is, go find their uh, episode on the Oregon Trail. Noted. Okay. Very good. Or the one where they um, they do a play on Goonies. Ah! Okay. It's a good one, too. All right. The, the Teen Titans Tower is going to be bought by developers, and so they find this secret passage underneath the Teen Titans Tower that leads them into these passageways with a giant octopus. Of course. And, <clears throat> a dead pirate and all kinds of other stuff. Chunk. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I was just curious. I didn't know if there was any, since we're getting past that summer movie time, if there was anything that yeah. you did not get a chance to see that you had wanted to see. But, uh, we do have coming up very, very soon, and I'm going to try to go see it. So I don't know if you guys are, are planning on seeing it or not. The new Predator movie is coming out, I want to say, by the time I need to... by the time this episode comes out, I think it's the same week. As I Predator need to comes out, go back so. and watch the old ones. I mean, it has mm -hmm. been this one forever. looks this one looks good. It looks like a lot of fun. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna try to see the one. Sometimes I I the wait Predator. like unless it's <laughs> you know, ugly mother. Yeah, um, <clears throat> keep it a family friendly here. Trying um, trying to. So yeah, that's one. Normally with the action movies and other stuff, I'm very particular on what I see in the theater and what I'm gonna pay to see in the theater. But this one, I'm just like, no, you know what? That kind of looks like one that would be fun to see in the theater. All right, well, I think we can jump right on into our uh, our talk on Heathers. So Heathers, and, and let me, we'll, we'll stop the train right there for a second. Heathers is a 1989 movie. Mm -hmm. I know it's a 1989 movie. Uh, I, I've known for a little while that it's a 1989 movie. And, um, it's the our, Italian's fault. It's the Italian's fault. Uh, so James <laughs> James Colvin, our friend on Twitter, James Colvin, uh, also pointed this out to me, mm -hmm. but I, I have known this for a while now. Um, when we go through and pick the movies, and usually we're picking the movies like way ahead of time, uh, making the list for, for the year ahead, um, a lot of times I am just pulling up on IMDb and, and a couple of other places like 1988 movies, and I run down the list and I grab movies that are off that list, and that's what I go off of. Um, and then I don't usually go like in depth into looking into the movie's information until we actually get like a couple months out from doing that particular show. So on IMDb, Heathers is listed as a 1988 movie and I had not seen it before. So I was under the impression it was a 1988 movie. It was released in October of 1988 in Italy. Did not come out in the United States until I believe March of 89. And even on, if you go to like the Letterboxd app and a couple of other places, they list it as a 1988 movie as well. So that is the reason why. And we kind of, by the time we reached this point, it was a little bit too late to take it off the list or change things around. So, so we're just going to say we're doing this one for our Italian friends. Got to do it, so man. For all the Italians out there, I'm not even going to try so to do we. some kind of horrible Italian accent. Um, cause my wife's family would probably kill me. Um, and, and they know people that mm. might actually do that. There it so, is. um, yeah, so I don't mess with that. So nope. love them all. Um, so yeah, so we're going to treat Heather's as if it's a 1988 movie, even though we are fully aware that it was released in 89 in the United States. So there's that. All right. So it came out on the 1st of October, 1988 in Italy. Uh, it was rated R with a runtime of one hour and 43 minutes. One minute shorter than our movie last week uh, okay. with uh, Mystic okay. Pizza. Directed by Michael Lehman, who did Hudson Hawk, an American Horror Story. Uh, producer is Denise DeNovi, who did Ed Wood and James and the Giant Peach. Writer on this one was Daniel Waters, who did Hudson Hawk and Batman Returns. Cinematography was Francis Kenny, who did New Jack City and Coneheads. Music was done by David Newman, who did Throw Mama from the Train and The Nutty Professor. Budget was $3 million. Box office was $1.1 So... Don't... 
did not get its money back. Mm -hmm. um, Winona Ryder played Veronica Sawyer. She was in Beetlejuice, Mermaids, and Stranger Things. Christian Slater played Jason J.D. Dean. Um, was in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, True Romance, a bunch of other things. Uh, Shannon Doherty was Heather Duke. She was in Mallrats and Charmed. Lizanne Falk was Heather McNamara. She was in Say Anything and Night on Earth. Kim Walker, who died in 2001, um, played Heather Chandler. She was in Say Anything and The Outsiders TV series. Uh, Penelope Milford played Pauline Fleming. She was in Coming Home and Endless Love. Glenn Shaddix died in 2010. He was Father Ripper. He was in Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas. Lance Fenton played Kurt Kelly. He was in Night of the Demons and Highway to Heaven. There's a pairing for you. Night yeah. of the Demons, Highway to Highway Heaven. Highway to Heaven. Okay. Got them both covered. Um, Patrick Labiorteau played Ram. He was in Summer School and Jag. Jeremy Applegate, who died in 2000, was Peter Dawson. He was in 21 Jump Street, the TV series, and The Cable Guy. And Renee Estevez played Betty Finn. She was in Intruder and Single White Female. Uh, the Flick Metrics score, which is something that I have mentioned on the last couple of shows that I'm kind of looking at now for some of our ratings, um, they collect the Rotten Tomatoes meter, the audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, Letterboxd, and Metascore. Um, they collect all those and they do an average. So if you average all those scores out, it comes out with an 80% on Flick Metrics. So uh, it was a nominee for Sundance Film Festival Award for Dramatic Film, and it won the Edgar Allan Poe Award for Best Motion Picture Writing, Daniel Waters. In order to get out of the snobby clique that is destroying her good girl reputation, an intelligent team teams up with a dark sociopath in a plot to kill the cool kids. Does it not bother you that everybody in this school thinks that you're a piranha? Like I give they all want me as a friend or a f You blow it tonight, girl, and it's keggers with kids all next year. I'll tell everyone about tonight. The Chandler is one bitch that deserves to die. Killing her won't solve anything. I'm a no rust build up man myself. Be a dick. like a suicide thing, you know? Hey, you can do Heather's handwriting as well as your own, right? I must say I was impressed to see that she made proper use of the word myriad in her suicide note. What was the first day after Heather's suicide like? Just so unfair. Sorry to hear about your friend. Thought she was your usual airhead bitch. I prayed for the death of Heather Chandler many times. And I felt bad every time I did it, but I kept doing it anyway. Now I know you understood everything. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I've cut off Heather Chandler's head and Heather Duke's head has sprouted back in its place. Suicide is a private thing. <sighs> Are we going to prom or to hell? Christian Slater has stated that his performance was heavily inspired by Jack Nicholson. Uh, he claims that he wrote a letter to Nicholson asking him to watch the film but did not receive an answer. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> I totally heard the Jack Nicholson thing there, mm -hmm. and I thought, yeah. 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 Um, I always kind of thought that a lot of Christian Slater's stuff yeah. makes me think of Jack Nicholson. Maybe he modeled himself. So, I heard maybe. such a funny story about Jack Nicholson on the um, riding in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Mm -hmm. I forget which comedian it was, but he told a story about being in a baseball game with Jack Nicholson, and you're just like, 
He's like, man, Jack Nicholson is like the same guy in all his movies and in real life. And he's just asking him a question. And he's saying, what'd you get in the Cracker Jack box? And I've seen in comedians with cars. There's I've, one, I've seen a few of them. There's one of the comedians. And it's like, it, I've got I to gotta find it and figure out who, which guy it was. And he's like, what'd you get in the Cracker Jack box? And it was like... You know, he's like, oh, I got a little, and he's like, oh, man, I remember being a kid. And he says, and while he's, like, talking, mm -hmm. Nicholson's just, like, not even looking at him. He's, like, looking over, he doesn't even, like, how does he even know that I mean in Cracker Jacks? And he's just like, mm -hmm. man, they just really, and he, there's a bunch of language and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but back in the day, you used to get real metal toys. Now it's just a bunch of crap. And, and like, he just, the way he just, just, I mean, I'm just thinking of this Jack Nicholson story. Mm -hmm. It was this comedian, and he... he it was funny, man. Jack Nicholson. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like to sit next to Jack for a ball game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd be okay with that. He seemed like a cool dude. Uh, the character of Veronica was originally, originally written for Jennifer Connelly, but she turned down the role. Um, and, and see, this is where, I th and I, I don't feel like I'm a broken record here. Our last episode, I was very happy to talk about Julia Roberts. Mm. Before Julia Roberts, before I, I found a, a teenage interest in Julia Roberts, I had a middle school interest in Winona Ryder. Ah, I thought you were going to say Jennifer Connelly. Well, and her too. Um, so, like, these movies over the last couple weeks have just been very, very special. Um, John's in his happy place. I'm, I'm in a happy place here. And Jennifer Connelly. It doesn't hurt that she's also the lead actress in, like, one of my favorite movies ever, The Rocketeer. Mm, so the that's... Rocket. The, the, where have you been? You, do you not read the papers? Um, and that she's in Labyrinth. So... Yes, she's you know, also in, in uh, Dark City. In all of the good things. Yes, in Dark yeah, City. Jennifer so Connelly. Pretty much Fantastic. all the good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for listening to the show, Jennifer. We appreciate your entire yeah. body of work. Um, <laughs> I said of work. I said of work. Uh -huh. I was very careful to say uh -huh. of work. <laughs> it was uh -huh. intentional. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Not going to ever have any women listen to our podcast at this rate. Thanks a lot, guys. We do already? No, we like, do. Well, there's, there's the one, I think, in Ireland. Oh, well, there you go. I don't know. I don't. Hey. Um, they don't break down the, the numbers for me that way. Uh, the Fox Network actually considered turning the film into a sitcom for its fledgling network back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, uh, but jettisoned this idea in favor of devo developing Beverly Hills 90210 oh. into its new teen-themed series. Uh, the fact that these two teen-themed projects were developed in tandem by casting agents at Fox eventually led to Shannon Doherty being cast in 90210. Um, and I do have something to say about the idea of turning this into a TV series, because that came up again just very recently, but I'm going to wait till I read off some of these other background information things. Uh, writer Daniel Waters said in an interview, quote, I did come up with this crazy cockamamie Heather's 2 idea, where Veronica becomes a page for a senator named Heather, played by Meryl Streep. The ending is her assassinating the president and getting away with it, and it's actually a good thing. Winona Ryder has heavily supported the idea for a sequel, but as of 2014, when this comment was left on IMDb, nothing has come out of it. Uh, I don't know that you'd do a sequel to this one. No. No. It's, it's not one of those... Part of it is it'd be really hard to make now. Like, as I'm watching well, this, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't happen today. No, and, and that's that's kind of my... I left a couple of my bullet points here because of that. Um... <coughs> Asking the question, is this something that you could make today? And I think the answer is a pretty clear no. Mm. The two things I didn't read were, uh, the same week Winona Ryder received the script, yeah. a student from her high school committed suicide, which only inspired her more to do the film. So I think nowadays, if that were to happen, I don't think you make a dark comedy out of it. I think people have just, right. with all the school shootings and everything else, 
I don't think we're at a point where you can see the comedy in it, even though it's meant to be a satire, it's meant to be mm -hmm. commenting on the whole thing, but I just don't think people are in a spot where... No. If you want to do anything with it, well, I don't know. People... Between that, make comment a, on the fact that we yeah. don't do anything about it, but just sit here and wring right. our hands. Right. Maybe make a comment about that. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I did not read was um, that the Heather's TV series. There was supposed to be a Heather's TV series that was going to come out this summer. Um, I didn't know anything about that, but it was supposed to come out this summer, and um, I guess that it was pushed back. Was it this summer or? Whatever it was, it was meant to come out sometime within the last year or so, and um, it was around about the same time as the Parkland school shooting. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, they were like, "Yeah, nope, we're not even going to push it back. We're just yeah, guns we're not school. we're not going to show this in America. This is they're not going to do so, that. No. So the whole ten episode, they had already done a ten episode season, and they were just like, "Nope, we will um, we'll sell it to somebody overseas. They can some HBO in Croatia somewhere can have." Yeah. This show, they can stream it to their people. You can watch it in Sweden, but we're not yeah. going to show it in America. So, what were you going to say, Bo? I feel like I no, came yeah. across you. No, you were fine. I was just going to say between between the the suicide and the guns in the school. I just I, there's just so much that you just don't want to go there right now. Right. And and no one's going to find. And you said it, but no one's going to find it funny mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah, right. that's that's not mm -hmm. humor. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now that being said. Had you seen this movie before? Oh, yeah. You had seen it before. Oh, it's one of my wife's favorite movies. Okay. Like, she walks around quoting the mega bitch line all the time. Mm -hmm. Why are you such a mega bitch? Because it can be. <laughs> Do you go around quoting that, Pat? No. No, okay. Um, I don't so you hadn't seen it before. I had not. You didn't care for it. I want I want to tread lightly because I mean you know I know that Bowie mentioned it down and it's a favorite okay. one of my favorite Whatever. movies and all that stuff. And I don't want thing, to, man. You don't have, to, you don't have to tread lightly. I'm not offended. I, I didn't. I any you're allowed movie. to have your own feelings. Well, I try, and I I they can do you justice, mm -hmm. but they can be made to serve the emperor. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the thing is, I watch this movie and I feel like I'm doing the constant refrain. I, what was it? If it was a dark comedy, then I was just offended. And I know that, okay, i got to look back at it with the 1988 lens, or the 1989 lens, unless I'm in Italy. But the thing is, I can't. I now, I, I live... Maybe, maybe you needed to eat a cannoli while you were watching Maybe just, you know, take the cannoli, leave the gun. Mm -hmm. There it is. But well, it's like, maybe that's your review of this movie. Take the cannoli, leave the gun. Yeah, there maybe that's yeah. what I said. And I, I don't know, and I'm, I'm saying this lightly because... Yeah. And, and I'm not, no, if anyone's dude, listening, I'm dude. not referencing any past conversations that, because mm -hmm. um, I know we've discussed this with various members of, it, each movie is a different case. And I watched this film and I was just like, I, I don't find this funny. In the same manner that when we were talking about, um, what about Bob mm -hmm. and Rain Man? And we yeah. were talking, and I remember my mom saying with what about Bob, just saying, I, there, there's people like that. Like, I don't find that funny to laugh at. Mm -hmm. I didn't find this funny. I mean, okay, there were people like that. Then at first, in the middle, I, I tried to give it a hope, like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's going to be this big satire, and it's going to be like, hey, look, this is what you're doing. And and I was like, but now I'm just working so hard. And, like, Jeff said the line, I was talking to him about it, and he, I don't think he'd seen the movie, but he says, yeah, you shouldn't have to work that hard for satire. Like, if you have to work that hard to understand satire, it's not. So I just, 
okay, so is it a comedy? Or is it trying to, like, look, this is what's going on in schools today. And if it's, look, this is what's going on in schools today, I, it, it, it didn't connect the dots enough for me. Mm-hmm. So then I got done, and I'm like, how am I supposed to feel? This really just, you know, it didn't really do it for me. I mean, like, it didn't do it for you. It didn't do yeah. it for me. I, you know, even like a John Hughes film, yeah, like would connect the dots and say, well, this is how it relates to even his more mm-hmm. outlandish ones. This it was just, it was just out there, mm-hmm. and like I said, I'm sorry, there's, there's too much stuff in there that's just like, yeah, I, I just don't. Just didn't find it very funny. Yeah. Well, and I think this is one... I had never seen it before either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is one that it's tough to... It's tough to watch it for the first time now. Mm-hmm. I think that... You know, you mentioned it's one of your wife's favorite movies. Mm-hmm. She probably watched it years and years and years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she did, even did say when we watched it this time, she's like, hmm, I don't know why I enjoy this so much. Mm-hmm. She definitely had that self... Uh, and I'm not judging. Valley, no, Donna, no, 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 no. She definitely. No, she doesn't listen. Okay. To anything. <laughs> um, she had that self-realization mm-hmm. where she was like, "Huh, should I like this?" Right. Mm-hmm. And she didn't leave the room going, "No, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's still a movie I love. I'm still going to quote it." But she definitely had that moment of, "Hmm, there's a lot going on here." Yeah. I sort of tried to equate it to someone who's seen Blazing Saddles for the first time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Through a 2018 lens. Yeah. I can watch Blazing Saddles and I love mm-hmm. that movie. I can accept what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the difference is, that satire and you don't have to work as hard for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's that, I can sort of see both sides of that where I can, I can sort of, okay, yeah, that doesn't work today. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't work today or maybe it... What doesn't work? A black sheriff worked in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Or, or maybe it, maybe maybe that movie's more than ever needed today. I, mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't totally. Go yeah, super deep on that. And no. yeah, I'm biased because I think Mel Brooks is hilarious. I don't. I wasn't that young when I first saw Blazing Saddles either. I mean, honestly, of all the Mel Brooks movies, I, well, I mean, I've, obviously, I wasn't a kid. They didn't let me buy it with that. Yeah. I want to say <clears throat> it was closer to now than then when I saw Blazing Saddles. Yeah, but something about that lets you somehow. That movie tells you right up front when it's from. And I, I can't even necessarily tell you why. Right. But you can sit down and watch that and you know it's from a different time. Yeah. This one doesn't. And I don't know if some of it's because we work in schools, so maybe we're in schools all the time and so it feels too current for us. Yeah. But when you sit down and watch this movie, it doesn't feel like it's that old. Well, mm. So it doesn't force you into evaluating it with a different lens on its own. Mm-hmm. You have to sort of take that moment on your on yourself. Where Blazing Saddles, I feel like, hits you over the head and says, this is from a while ago. Right. Deal and, with it. And it's also like, even a while ago, it was pretty over the top. Oh, it yeah. Was, it was, it almost had the Archie Bunker thing with there, where, mm-hmm. yeah, this is pretty, but why is it, it's because it's holding up the mirror. Right. It's kind of showing us, you know, with this, I don't know if this was holding up the mirror. I mean, you okay. Don't, the, you don't think it was? I don't know if it was. Not and right. that's why I struggled with it because I'm like, dude, I'm not finding this stuff funny. Oh, well, maybe it's not a comedy because then it just got mm-hmm. like, whoa, we're not cracking jokes anymore. This got right. serious. But then what if what have you left us with? Like, you know, if you're going to show this movie, are you showing us, are you trying to show the people of the 80s, look, this is going on 
and you're all not paying attention. I mean, all the coaches were jerks. All the parents were out mm-hmm. of touch. All the, the it was seriously similar to like the John Hughes themes, but just mm-hmm. run amok. You know, it, it, it just taken up to eleven. T- you know, if you did it, if you took John Hughes movies and gave him the Michael Bay treatment. You know, it was just it was it was really just. You know what I'm saying? Though? I love that. But I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. <laughs> but I, but I don't know. But I don't know what the like a John Hughes movie. Okay, there's a message there. Right. You know, you, planes, trains, and C4. <laughs> right. Well, but, but yeah. the ones where it's the mm-hmm. social commentary. You know, right. like the 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 one the, the one of his greatest ones, The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Like, okay. Now you might argue with it and say, well, I don't fit into any of those clicks. Or those clicks aren't. Yeah, but that still kind of shine the light. And this is one possible reality. Okay, there are these issues that we have to deal with. This, it was so campy. Like I don't, like what's the, what's the takeaway? Teenage suicide. Don't do it. Yeah. I mean that's. But was yeah. that even there? I mean it was. Well, it was well, there. So, I don't know. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm in this yeah. quandary of like what. So. I had I was kind of in the same boat as you. I had not seen this movie, okay. but I enjoyed it. Okay, like, I like this movie. Okay, and I, I, was, I mean it's not one. <clears throat> I can't think of a time that I'm gonna go. It's not like in a rotation where I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it, and I think some of the things, some of the things that you found fault with the movie, I was like, no, I totally got that. Okay, like I totally got what they were doing, and I think, I think where I came at it from is I'm I'm a big fan of. Edgar Allan Poe, which and then I thought it was appropriate that one of the, the writer had won the Edgar Allan Poe award because yeah. I'm looking at this like, you know, when when the movie first started, I didn't know anything about this movie. All I knew was a movie that dealt with the idea of like it was a bit of a dark comedy about teen suicide, and I was like, okay, well that's a bit of a risky subject here, but let's uh, we'll we'll see we'll we'll see what this is. And the first moment that he pulls out that gun in the school cafeteria. And I'm sitting there watching this. I was sitting there watching this by myself. And he pulls out that gun and fires it. I'm like, whoa! Okay. <laughs> Hold on now. Mm-hmm. But then the way it was treated in the movie, it, like, something in my head, I don't know if it was it's just from other movies or other situations or whatever it might have been, something clicked where I was like, aha, this movie's going to be absurd. Like, I'm just going to take the idea that this movie is absurd. It won't even necessarily be like, haha, funny. Mm-hmm. It may be more of a cringy, like a, I can't believe they just did that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, like a nervous laugh. Like, like, right. I, like I've never laughed at a funeral, but I, f- I feel like it's the same kind of idea. It's like, you know, somebody laughs at something at a funeral or it's more of a nervous, a, mm-hmm. oh, I can't believe I just saw that or mm-hmm. something, but not like a, not like a belly laugh. This is hilarious. You know, it's, I think it was more of a. You know, you had the little the little snarky comments. You had the, you know, when she's reading some of the lines from her diary and that type of stuff. Like, I half expected part of this movie to be a dream sequence. Like, well, to, and- to wake up at some point and be like, yep, yeah, nope, this wasn't real. It was an absurd dream about yeah. her trying to process what life is like as a teenager in, in 1980s America. And there's teen suicide is a problem and, and you know, guns and violence is a problem in America and, and still a problem now. But, you know, is this a dream that she's having where she's playing out this fantasy of killing off this clique of people that she's been forced, kind of forced into? And mm. so I, I almost half expected the movie to end as she wakes up. Well, but, and it's funny you say that because they shot it very absurdly too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wish, I'd love to know what Dennis thought because they used... Some really weird, mm-hmm. 
lens effect in this. I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of times they'd shoot people in this weird fish eye, so yeah. their face would distort a little yeah. bit. And they did a lot of, um, even we noticed when we were watching it at home, they, they did a lot of cuts. Like, mm -hmm. if you were around a table, it was almost like we were watching that 70s show. Yeah. Right? They would yeah. cut to each person instead yeah. of pulling out and just right. showing a two-shot and then people have a conversation. It wasn't that. It was... Mm -hmm. Which almost lends to that weird dreamlike mm -hmm. quality of it. And I think um, I think because of the dreamlike or the absurd mm -hmm. quality of it, I think that's why I didn't have as much of a problem. The same problems you had yeah. with it, which are absolutely totally valid problems, and I totally agree with you. Um, but I think the reason I didn't have those problems was I just from that moment, from the moment he pulled that gun out and and fired it in the school cafeteria, something about and I think it was it might have been a fisheye lens in that you know I'd love scene to, too. Now I want to go back and see if the first time they used the fisheyes with the gun. I almost think it was. I bet it is because there was there was just something unreal about mm -hmm. that happening and something about how it was shot. And I didn't go back and watch it again, but um, I feel like from that moment I was like, okay, we're in for an absurd satire on what life is like as the stereotypical 80s American teenager mm -hmm. um, and how rough high school is and, and all this other stuff. So I think from that point on, something in my brain switched. Yeah. And I was like, I can't take this seriously. I can't be offended by, if I'm going to watch this movie, I can't be offended by the idea of, you know, guns in a school and the, the climate that we're in currently and all that. And it just, something switched and I was able to enjoy the rest of the movie. From that point on and and actually enjoyed it from the kind of like uh you know we, we just a few weeks ago we did um dangerous liaisons and we both said we didn't like that movie because i didn't like how people's lives were being ruined and manipulated and it but that was very realistic it yeah. was it was there was a lot of realism to that that twisting of people's lives and just ruining people for the sake of ruining them versus you're out now killing people in this movie but it's absurd. Yeah. If Dangerous Liaisons had been this absurd, kind of like a dark comedy about ruining people's lives and doing all that, I might have enjoyed it more. Yeah. And I think I took it from the idea of, you know, you're reading Edgar Allan Poe story, and I don't know if you guys are fans of Edgar Allan Poe, but you can read something like The Telltale Heart or Cask of Amontillado, and sometimes, and it might be a little twisted, but you read those stories and you're like, <laughs> he's going to break that guy up in the wall. He is totally going to... He just did that. Yeah. He just bricked that guy up in a wall. Or dead guy under the floorboards. Dead guy. Sorry, spoiler alert for a story that's 100 and whatever years old. But um, He's in the floorboards. What's in the box? <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's, Thank that's you. not Edgar Allan Poe. But it's, um, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head giving health advice. Not touching that one. No. Wouldn't either. A little nasty. And, um, I went straight to Dune. I was just yeah. going to say, when oh, you said what's in the box, I was going to say pain. Suffering. There you go. Sorry, I mean, you speak well of the geek done. out there. I thought of. Is, well is, done. Is that not the same as Gwyneth Paltrow's head? <laughs> so, but, that, but, that's why, but that's why watching this, yeah. and I was kind of nervous about that. I was like, I'm watching it for the first time in 2018 as a school teacher who very much, without getting political or anything else, I have my own opinions on guns and mm. things like that and, and all that stuff and I'm like I don't know how I'm going to do with this movie I'm interested to see some of these when I'm not watching it part of me also thought I'm not a teenager either like am I going to get the whole oh man here's the struggle of what it's like to be a high school kid and a, like I'm, I'm past that phase of life so I, I'm not going to completely you know just like we said last week with the Mystic Pizza like 
I, is this movie made for me? Because I'm not an American teenager in the late 1980s. Can I enjoy it as someone who has not been a teenager for a very long time? And when I came away from watching the movie, I was like, no, actually, I, I really like that movie. Yeah. So, so I have mentally, like, upstairs in my head, like, working through things, I have the same issues, issues with it you do, mm -hmm. but I think the whole idea of just the getting the sense that this is absurd, like, and they're filming it in such a way, that's what connected the dots for me. Got it. Was the way they filmed it, and the way so the characters just talked, and especially the way she wrote in her diary, some of the yeah, dream when she, sequences. When she and, wrote all big, like an mm -hmm. insane person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to treat this as an absurd romp through her imagination and if she wakes up in the end and it's all been a dream that totally makes sense and even if she doesn't like it's just going to be treated as this is not happening necessarily in the real world got it so that's what kind of connected the dots for me between huh. all those different bits and pieces all right. but but like i said i'm not necessarily going to go back and rewatch it again I, I thought it was a good movie thought it was a lot of fun um you know it had winona Ryder in it so there's that yeah but Interesting. So I won't ask you if you had a favorite scene, because you probably didn't. Well, I was—I had hope <laughs> when the motorcycle showed up. I'm like, ah, well, yeah. he rides a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Oh, so he's nuts. Okay, mm -hmm. good. But I thought the bike was cool. Cooking for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, and I'm going to toil with this one. Maybe I'll rewatch this one and try and figure it out. But I... Yeah. Did, did either of you guys watch, it came on Netflix last year, The 13 Reasons Why? I have not seen the entire oh. series, but I have seen bits and pieces. Because that because was my being, wife's watched the whole thing. Okay, that was being talked about a lot last year when it came out. Mm -hmm. I never, I didn't watch it. Um, I think I had started to read the book at one point, but it's did not very good. The book, but I, I, I heard it was good, but then I heard there was a lot of people were criticizing the way it was dealing with suicide, with teen suicide. Yeah, you can, you know, let's be honest. That's a touchy subject, anyway. Yeah, and I think that you're always going to have people on both sides of it. It was a different look at it. It's definitely not your standard message. Um, but what I don't know, because I didn't read the book, I, I don't know if the show is following the book's message or if it's trying to be dramatic and, and drag it out for extra seasons. Like A lot of what I saw was like, oh my God, seriously. Like, come on, get to the point. Um, the concept of it is very interesting, though. Mm -hmm. If I, you know, but again, back to a conversation from last week, I don't know that that show's made for me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know that the guys who, the people who made that show were expecting a 37-year-old man to sit down and watch it. Yeah. And it, it's hard for me. Yeah, and, and so that's, and that's part of my confusion with this, is it was like, okay, so if I'm a teenager... I, I remember high school. I mean, not like it was yesterday, but I mean, I, I work to remember that. I, you know, I've got to relate to my kids. i got to mm -hmm. relate to the students. What is that saying to me? Like, how, where does this movie leave me? Like, mm -hmm. what is it trying to inform? Now, as an adult, what are you trying to show me? What, what am I out of touch with that you're trying to show me? And, you know, I... I, I now we're going to recycle the conversation into what, and I hear exactly what you're saying, but yeah, that was the piece. It was like, okay, so you're trying to show me, what are you trying to show me? Okay. You're trying to speak to the kid. Like, what, what are you, what are you seeing in this imaginary 16 year old person watching this movie with me? Mm -hmm. Imaginary, you know, 16 year old Pat, you know, what, 
what do you what do you see? is it just supposed to be funny are you trying to kick the door down because maybe you know to have these conversations about suicide and 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 killing in school and all this maybe you got to start with comedy to maybe you got to kick the door down because there does need to be some kick the door down mm -hmm. so maybe five years from now we can start to have constructive conversations maybe that was part of that process mm -hmm. is just throwing it out there so that we can see it do we have to mm -hmm. agree that life is absurd <clears throat> and then take steps from there to talk about because I feel like that's part of what the movie did was it's it it went into this this is ridiculous like teenage life high school life it's absurd it's it's absurd and we dream of these things and we imagine these things and us you know you you might even say you know I wish this person was dead or, or whatever and then but then you see an example of someone taking it too far and then she kind of reacts first thing when she's like, yeah, we should, we should do this. And he's like, well, no, I've always preferred this one. And like pulls down, was it the rat poison or the whatever it was, the, yeah. the liquid stuff. And, and you could just see on her face, she's like, well, we're not, that would actually kill her. We're not going to do that. And then it just, it continues to be more and more absurd. But then she keeps going, like she keeps trying to pull him back and realizing that more and more she's like, no, we can't. You can't do that. You can't go that far. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if it does start with the, let's appeal to kids and teenagers, by saying, yep, we we get it. Like we get it. We know. You know, most times you think adults might not get it. We get it. Life's kind of absurd. There's all kinds of stupid stuff that goes on in the world. Even adults don't understand. Stuff well, yeah. That's what's the, world the half line? The time um, when teenagers complain that they want to be treated like human beings, it's usually mm -hmm. because they are being treated like human beings. Right. Right. So I don't know. I, that's part of I think what I took away from it was was that you you started by you know your phrase knocking the door down. I think you start by knocking the door down by saying yes, life's absurd. Like there's a lot about life that's absurd, but just because life's absurd doesn't mean there aren't things that we hold sacred and that we value. And one of those things being people's lives. You don't go around just because you disagree with somebody or you you don't like somebody. You can't go around killing people. You can't go around ending people's lives and, and much less ending your own life, you know that. And you got that from the movie. Mhm. Mm okay. Yeah. I got that from balancing his, you know, JD's almost like well, I think they said in the description almost like sociopathic sense of, oh, well, so you don't like her? Let's kill her. Mhm. Mm I mean, it's a very straightforward, very rational, oh, okay. Well, the, well you have a problem. I will solve your problem versus the more absurd, you know, oh, I just, dear diary, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do, and I think it was kind of playing those two things off of each other. And so that my takeaway from it was that that was maybe part of the conversation starter. Like if you're going to kickstart a conversation with somebody about a problem of teen angst or take it far enough to teen suicide, um, is that how you start part of that conversation? So that was kind of my my takeaway from it. Did uh, so? I said you probably don't have a favorite scene because you didn't really care for the movie. Do you have yeah. a favorite scene in the Ooh. movie? Hmm, that's a tough one. I I think that introduction to Christian Slater is just so iconic. Mm -hmm. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> uh -huh. That's really good. Yeah. Um, and then there's just funny stuff, things that stick out in my head, like the the scene with um, 
Veronica and Betty Finn playing croquet mm-hmm. is very odd and fun all at the same time. A lot of the croquet stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, you know, <laughs> but of course, they're playing croquet. Like, it's not a normal thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it adds to the absurdity because it's croquet, I think. Um, yeah. I think part of it, too, is teenagers, and I mean, you and I went to high school together. We've known each other since then. Yes. And, and we know that sometimes teenagers do and say things for shock value. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think, I mean, I think that's part of why, maybe particularly in the 80s, they expected this. I mean, it didn't do well in the box office, but it's become popular since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe they would have expected teenagers, at the very least, to appreciate this movie and mm-hmm. to latch on to this movie because I think a lot of, it, just the writing, like a lot of the lines in the movie and because we do try to keep the podcast family friendly, I won't repeat a whole bunch of them, but um, there are a lot of lines in the movie that you listen to that line and it's just like, whoa! Screaming with a chainsaw. <laughs> right. There's Gently that one. with a chainsaw. <laughs> right. Don't forget. Right. Yeah. Gently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the, uh, what was JD's line? Um, uh, Kurt and Ram had nothing left to offer the school except uh, date rapes and AIDS jokes. Mm. AIDS jokes. Like, whoa. That's, <laughs> this, this is like Marla Singer from Fight Club territory here. Right? Yeah. So, Here's an yeah. interesting line to sort of lend to the whole conversation about the absurd. Mm-hmm. It's a JD line. And I don't necessarily remember where he says it. The extreme always seems to make an impression. Mm-hmm. Just an interesting look at the yeah. absurd. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's why I think I think it boils down to me um, that that's why I didn't have as much of a problem with it as I think I might have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I was if I took the movie at face value. If I took it as, oh, this is a serious, you know, it's a, a drama, as opposed to a knowing it's a dark comedy. Yeah. I'm taking what I know about writers like Edgar Allan Poe, or writers that do kind of very dark type stories that have a bit of comedy to them. I think I took that, and I just, that, that idea of the absurdity. Mm. Like, it's an absurd story. It's going to be an absurd story. Just like how you watch a Tim Burton movie. Mm-hmm. If you watch Beetlejuice, or you watch, um, you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure you kind of know this is not really set in the real world. Like, I can expect certain things to happen in this that would never happen in the real world. The other thing, too, um, the way that everyone in their world reacted to the suicides, where all the teachers and everybody else, when they started having those, like, teacher meetings. Oh, God, those meetings. With the teachers' meetings, when they started to react to the suicides and everything else, I was like, okay, good. That is full confirmation. We are in an absurd... Think of it as an alternate universe where... People's reactions to things are completely ridiculous. I could give a ridiculous. whole day for a cheerleader, right. but <laughs> right, right. So I think that's where that's where I was I was okay with it. Yeah. I mean, still the subject matter, especially from today's lens, it's dicey. Yeah. You know, it's, you gotta be you gotta tread carefully. The school banners look like like totalitarian regime right. things. Mm-hmm. The police, right. the things almost look mm-hmm. you know. And then the right. police were the bungling idiots. Right. Yeah, I yeah, and maybe it just hit me in the wrong frame of mind. Mm-hmm. I, you Might know. have, yeah. I don't know. That's totally fine. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite scene. I was trying to think if I had a favorite scene. Um, I think instead of favorite scene, I would take uh, just some of those lines that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think the writing, I think the the writing, the dialogue, I thought was really good. 
um, in this and just some of those, you know, you could tell right away that this, if I had watched this, maybe, you know, the same way Donna did, if I had watched this as a high school kid, this probably would have been something that I would have, I would have those quotes in my repertoire mm-hmm. and they would get used regularly. Yeah, it feels like the kind of movie that if you saw in high school and it spoke to you in some way that mm-hmm. you might watch it every weekend. Right. You know? Right. Would never have been that for me, but that's not, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Right. All right. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it for us uh, this time on the 30-something movie podcast. Anything else we want to say about Heather's? No. If you were to give this a rating out of, uh, what do we say, five stars? Um, if you were to give this a rating out of five stars, what rating would you give it? You know, I've heard in the Illinois State Senate that you can vote yay, nay, mm-hmm. or present. Or abstain, or present. Present. I'm going to vote present. You're vote present? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't... This is just not your movie. It wasn't. And, and this, of all movies, mm-hmm. I really don't feel qualified to say. I just... I, I don't know what I think of it. I mean, I... Yeah. I, there was a lot I struggled with, so I could easily say zero. Right. <laughs> or I could say, oh, I'm sure this is so... High-ended. I just don't get it. <clears throat> I'm getting all choked up. Yeah. Four. I don't know. I. I don't know. You can you can abstain. That's totally fine. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. The enemy commander is wi- wishing a truce to confer. It's <laughs> been a lot of Star Trek on this episode. Very, yeah, I love it, man. Mm-hmm. Every minute of it. Thing. It is. All right, Bo. What would you give it? It's solid three. Nothing. Okay. You know, right in the middle. It's one of those. It, you know, nothing. Nothing I hated about it, but it's, like I said, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. it will be a while before I see it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I give it a three and a half. Um, it's not, I mean, I, usually if I think of like how I would rate a movie, I tend to like only give five stars to stuff I absolutely, absolutely love. Four stars to something I would go like rewatch once a year type of thing. And then this is not, this is not necessarily a rewatch for me. Maybe several years from now, if I'm looking around at something, I'm like, oh, hey, Heathers, I, we watched that for the podcast 10 years ago. Mm. Um, you know, hey, I'm flipping might... around on TV one day right. and it's just on? Right. Oh, well, yeah. Flipping around when TV is wired into our brains. And well, sure. Flipping the channel. Someday yeah. soon, please. Right. <laughs> um, I don't think Pat wants that. No. You don't want TV in your brain? Yeah. No? I don't think I want TV in my no. brain. Okay. How do you know it's not on? I was just oh, going to say, be. it might already be there. It might be. I'm just imagining you know, Batman forever. How do, you know, <laughs> how do you know we're not a TV show? Yeah, someone else is playing right now. That's true. Knows. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Well, let me put it to you this way. I feel like I'm living a bad reality <laughs> television show every day in my life, bro. I'm saying. Uh, take that however you all want it, everybody. Hey, that yeah. is my reason. I think our show's going to get canceled soon. Yeah. <laughs> that is my reason why I don't think mm-hmm. the universe is a simulation. Mm-hmm. Because if you were running this simulation, wouldn't you be scratching it and starting over? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's like why? Yeah. Why would you? Why would you see this yeah, to its conclusion? Just you know start that over. the first Matrix was written to be <laughs> right. Uh-huh. You know, perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Rejected the programming. All hosts were lost. <laughs> Dominic, this is what happens when. 
people just sit around and talk movies. This is what this happens is, exactly. This yeah. is this is the game you made up. Oh, um, watch the Matrix. That's what that's what I need oh, to cleanse my I, palate of this. You know what? I was I was having to rearrange Matrix. all of our DVDs the other day because I made the mistake of buying more, yeah. um, and I already didn't have enough shelf space yeah. for them. So I was having to creatively rearrange things on the shelf the other day, and I, I happened to move all three of them at once, and I was like. The Matrix movies. I, I haven't watched the Matrix movies, and why did that not come up anywhere in our guilty pleasures? Like eight How hours we podcasted. Oh, like I did. I, I mentioned did it. Did someone bring it up? Yeah. Yeah, because you were mad. I mentioned Matrix. Yeah. 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 Red Pill, yeah. Blue Pill. yeah. Mm -hmm. Concurrently, vis-a-vis, -vis. still the the Will Ferrell one is so much better than <laughs> the actual Matrix Reloaded. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I bought that DVD the day it came out, Matrix Reloaded, and I did not watch the movie. I fast forwarded to where there's the scene with all the Smiths in the courtyard. Yeah. That fight. I watched that and I was like, nope, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That's all I needed. Seen it. That's all I needed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Heathers. Um, and in the movie, that was it for all the Heathers, too. There weren't any left. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for Heathers and for our show this time around. Uh, if you would like to learn more about the podcast or interact with us, you can go to 30podcast.com. Um, we have got coming up for the rest of our month of September, it's our Those Crazy Kids Month, where we kind of take a look at high school slash college age uh, movies. So we've got Stand and Deliver is coming up next week. Yeah, how about so, I have not seen Stand and Deliver in its entirety. Oh, so, seriously? Yes, movie. and uh, Sharon, my wife, has said she wa has watched it like many times. Wow. So yeah. I have been forced so. to watch it many times as I have screened it at the mm -hmm. high school. Right. On numerous I occasions. Feel like, I feel like I watched a portion of it in high school mm -hmm. at one point, but never the whole never the whole movie. Um, and then we're going to finish our month of September with a 40th anniversary movie. We're going to jump out of the 30 podcast, and we're going to become the 40 podcast for one week when we talk about... Animal House. Animal House. It's Otis. Toga. Otis Toga. loves us. That's Toga. That's, I, have, I have that entire soundtrack. Yeah. I have that song in particular. And it starts with, on the soundtrack, yeah. it starts with that whole, oh, wait till Otis sees us. He loved us. Then it goes that whole scene. And then as the music is playing, I, Sharon and I are driving the car and the kids are in the back. <laughs> I, I'll finish the rest of that scene. I'll turn and be like, what school do you go to? <laughs> no, mind, mind if we dance with, with your, your dates? dates. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait. Okay, so homework for everyone. That's going to be just like a quote-a-thon. At what age does your son get to see Animal House? College. <laughs> College, because yes. otherwise he won't get it. Senior year. Right before leaving for college, the summer before college, I think is when you see. Sure, that. you want to put those ideas in his head sure, on his way off to college? Not? All right, yeah, I'm just I, asking. I survived. You did. I, the first T-shirt I bought when I got to the University of Illinois college. was a college. I t -shirt. remember the T-shirt. Mm -hmm. yep. Probably still have it somewhere. No, no, <laughs> it, I'm a little disappointed in that. I got to ask. Wouldn't fit. <laughs> oh, I didn't say no, no, no. I didn't say you could wear it. Oh, okay, I said you okay. probably still oh, yeah. had it. No, 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 different. Yeah. I'm gonna pick That's one of those shirts up. I just think it's time. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I love that movie. We should get we should get T-shirts made that say middle school. Yeah, there it is. Mm -hmm. Talk and about then, a movie, and that... then we can reenact that scene where he downs the entire bottle of whiskey. Yeah, while wearing go. our middle school shirts. I like it. That won't get us fired. The bar. That is a movie. The whole bar. So good. Oh. And then the end sort of falls off the cliff for a minute. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. 
Here we go. The float was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like, but it's so funny, like, it's going real strong, and then it was like they were- The one of the, one of the bunny outfit do. flies through the window. Thank you, God! Thank you, yeah, God. yeah. My, still one of my favorite, at the very, very end, one of my favorites is, Senator and Mrs. Blutarch. Yeah, yes. that was classic. That was classic. Thank you, sir, man. Have a done. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we're going to have to actually come up with things to talk about with Instead, Animal so, House. So as we just don't just go quoting. straight through and just quote Right, because I think, like, exactly what we did just now, that could be the entire episode. Yeah. We could just do, like, a quote-a-thon of the entire movie. Good. We could just put it on, and it would be, like, a, an hour and a half or however long movie. It's just us running through the entire yeah. length of the movie. We can spend a little time talking about, you know, all sorts. Oh, man. Point of parliamentary procedure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Double secret probation. I'm, I'm pre-law. I thought you were pre-med. Same thing. Same. What's the difference? All right. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us this time. Uh, come on back next time if you want to hear us talk about Stand and Deliver. And then in two weeks, we'll be talking about Animal House. And then if you want to get a head start on some of this other stuff, in October, we've got our Halloween month. Pat's favorite month of the year. Love it. Love it. He loves everything about it. Uh, we're going to start it off by talking about both the 1958 and 1988 versions of The Blob, um, because those are both hitting anniversaries this year. Um, went back and rewatched the 58 one the other day. That is a lot of fun. I mm -hmm. bet. It is good, good stuff. Um, the 88 one, eh, Not so good, no, good stuff. You know. Yeah. You know. That does not... It's kind of like the... That does uh, not surprise. It's kind of like watching the old Invaders from Mars and then ah. watching the canon films Invaders from yeah. Mars. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's fun in its own little way, but... <laughs> uh, then we got Pumpkinhead. We've got Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which is also reaching an anniversary this year. Uh, if we see it in the theaters, then we'll try to do a Venom show, because it's coming out that month as well. Then we've got They Live... And uh, we're going to finish out the month with the, because uh, that one's hitting another anniversary, the Night of the Living Dead, the original one from 1968. I gotta so be honest, I don't know that we've set up a month in a while where I don't think I've seen any of what we've got on the list. Hey, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to well, it. Well, we're kind of like you Usually said. Usually it's one or two of them, like, yeah. No, well, I and like you said, like you said, that. I think we're kind of reaching that point where we will have seen more of these movies. Oh yeah, yeah. there's going to be a lot less like of the when they came out. Oh yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, right. a lot exactly. less of that. Right. Going looking at that '89 list for sure. Yeah. There's a lot less of. Yeah. Oh, I never saw that. So if you're if you're listening to the show right now, I have made a list of a hundred movies from 1989. I'm going to send it out to the guys here to let them vote on what they would like to see for the podcast for next year. But I'm also going to take that list and I'm going to throw it out to the people. Give the power to the people. Let them vote too. So we will be sending that out at some point within the next few weeks or so. So be on the lookout for that, and you can help decide what movies we will take a look at next year. Uh, in the meantime, thank you, Bo. Thank you, John. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. Thank you. We're thank all you, thanking each thank other here. Thank you. All right. Doctors. Doctors. Doctor. 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 Um, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you back here next time. Bye now.